In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, you've heard it said many, many, many times here on Good News for the City that the COVID pandemic has changed life as we know it. That's not news to you. Many folks not only work from home now, but they have migrated to the suburbs in huge numbers. What impact has this had on the local urban church? In cities like Washington, D.C. and in Baltimore, it's becoming more and more difficult to launch and sustain, sustain churches. Redemption Collective helps communities by launching businesses that optimize commercial real estate in cities for church planting, shared profits, and ecosystem sustainability. And we want to learn more about that. I really do want to learn more about that. This is cool stuff. And of course, you know the drill. Here to get us going, to get us started, to introduce our guest for the day, my good friend, my co-host, my fellow Buckeye, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Brother, good to see you, man. Hey, thanks, man. Well, you know, from time to time on the show, Dennis, we talk about how between the two of us, uh, we've been a pastors for a very long time. Um, currently, uh, again, as you mentioned, just at the beginning, the lead pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. You pastored for many years. You're director of ministry relations there at WAVA. Talk with a lot of local pastors. And there's a question that happens from time to time that I'm sure our guests have heard before. Uh, I know that we've heard before is this is, do we really need more churches? And I'm just going to answer that question with yes. Yes, we do. Uh, we need more churches. That is one of the greatest ways where the gospel, the good news is expanded. Yet as we find ourselves in environments right now, uh, and frankly, even before 2020 and the the problems and the challenges of the COVID pandemic and those sort of things, we as a group of people known as the collective church have found it more and more challenging to plant new churches in ways that are effective in in a way, in a community, in a world that is changing around us. But I'm excited Uh, that today we have on the show two people that are going to talk about an organization called the Redemption Collective and their passion to help plant churches in ways that maybe that you haven't thought about or I haven't thought about previously before. So our two guests today are are Dan Mackett and Jake Abraham. Dan is the founder and CEO of Redemption Collective. He graduated from the University of Wisconsin in, in Madison. He went on to serve as the management consultant with Baker Tilly, where he helped clients transform their PMO and IT operations. He then went on to lead International Justice Mission's College Mobilization Program, where he led the strategy and the coaching for over 330 student leaders. He formed national partnerships with crew and other campus ministries and helped increase their collegiate giving for college students, which is amazing, by the way, about 243%. Mm. He's also the founder and current board chair for a Just Brew Coffee, a network of volunteer-run coffee shops where 100% of profits help in slavery. Like a lot of our guests, Dan has a lot of irons in the fire and doing a lot of great work for the kingdom. 
But I imagine he would tell you one of his best works for the kingdom is his marriage and his uh, way as a father. Uh, he's married to Alyssa, been married for four years, and welcomed their first son, uh, Jones Bradford, in late 2019. They live in Alexandria, Virginia. He's a member at Delray Baptist Church, where he recently completed a pastoral internship. Jake Abraham, he likes to describe himself. When I read this, by the way, Jake, it kind of caught me off guard. But then when I read the rest, it made sense. He described himself as a self-proclaimed cultural mutt. Uh, what does that mean? Well, he was born in India, India, raised in India and the Philippines before moving to the United States then Australia, and currently he lives in Washington, D.C. He has planted his flag in more than a few places. He has the diverse projects all throughout the globe, Australia, India, Southeast Asia, and the U.S., and currently serves with Crew, a global community passionate about connecting people to Jesus. Now, Jake also serves as assistant director of an organization you might have heard of, One Heart D.C., the partner ministry of the WAVA for this show, Good News for the City. One Heart DC is a citywide network of over 700 churches here in the Washington area and organizations. He also serves as well on the leadership for the Advance Initiative, a movement of ethnic Indians around the world, planning multi-ethnic churches, and as a president and director of the Indus Forum. Just like Dan, he has nothing to do, Dennis. He's never busy. We always talk about our guests. Uh, that if we ever want to feel insecure man, about how little we do, do it'd be the show, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, well, let's just start with you, Dan. Um, the Redemption Collective, it, it, it's talk about planning churches. And if anybody's listening to this show for a time or have any sort of church background, they may have what I'll just use for the term of this conversation, a traditional church plant model, which looks something like we get a group of people, uh, we raise some funds, we go out, we launch a service on the Sunday and those sort of things, and we go out. Now, certainly that has been a model that many people have used and have used to uh, levels of success throughout the years. But when we think about the Redemption Collective, I want you to talk about what makes a successful model for church planning when you consider it through the lens that God has called you to do what you're doing there, Dan. Thanks so much, Brian. Uh, if I could just step out uh, real quick, uh, just to talk a little bit about why we formed Redemption Collective. You, you mentioned it briefly in the intro, but really uh, about two years ago, we, we started looking at church planning in cities in particular. Cities are a place where uh, there's not gospel saturation. As we think about getting the gospel to all nations, cities are so strategic. Tim Keller talks about this beautifully. And as we started looking at church planning in cities, here's what we realized. On the one hand, you had church plants uh, that were failing at uh, very high rates, mainly because of financial uh, distress. So depending on the, the source, whether it's uh, Barna or Christianity Today, church plants would fail uh, anywhere from 30 to 80 percent of the time after wow. three years. Wow. And so you think about just a massive uh, yeah, problem that that is. And so churches that are trying to get the gospel out in hard to reach expensive areas are failing because they don't have the funding. They don't have the space necessary. And then when you think about just churches in the U.S. that have buildings, here's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Churches that have buildings are spending over five billion a year on unutilized space. We've all been in a church building that predominantly potentially sits uh, sits very empty throughout the week. Now, some churches do an amazing job of having the community and having non-believers, having schools, Bible studies in their space, but unfortunately, too many just sit vacant throughout the week. And so you look at the spectrum of, we're spending $5 billion a year on empty buildings, yet we don't have enough money to sustain gospel preaching church plants in cities. How can we change this? And so our yeah. team came to the table and, and basically just said, how can we leverage business in such a way 
where we can solve this problem so that we can plant and sustain, not just plant. We're planting enough churches. Well, actually, we're not planting enough churches, but we're planting many churches. We just really need to think about how can we sustain them over the long haul so that the gospel can be preached in neighborhoods around the U.S. And so the way that... Oh, go on, Brian. No, I'm saying it's from that sort of concept and challenge that Redemption Collective then was born and that partnership and how you're putting these things together, if I understand it correctly. Sorry, say that again. If I understand it correctly, it's sort of from that challenge that you just talked about, underutilized space or not being able to get space. Is that from there? Is that from where the Redemption Collective was born? Correct. Correct. So we're not we're not changing church planning in the in the in the essence that, you know, church plants need to have a core team of people. You need to have pastors that plant together in an area, preach the word, sing the word, pray the word, share the gospel. None of that is changing. All we're doing is helping them think through a different space or financial model to make it more sustainable. So here's it in a nutshell. We take a piece of commercial real estate. So in a city, we take a piece of commercial real estate and we launch a small business that operates in that commercial real estate Monday through Saturday. And then our church partner leverages that space on Sunday for their corporate worship gathering. But it's a partnership. And so we're laboring together. The business is laboring together alongside the church plant to reach the community Monday through Saturday. So we're choosing specific business models Mm -hmm. that are welcoming in non-believers into that space, into that building every single day of the week so that the mission can go forth so that we can meet people, share the gospel with them. And then here's the financial kicker then the businesses are paying for the building so that the church can have a free space. And when you think about a church budget, that all of a sudden frees up 30% typically of a church budget to make them more sustainable and Lord willing actually pour back into more missions, more gospel uh, preaching church plants. Yeah. Now, you know, the COVID pandemic, I think we're all kind of tired of talking about it, but just because you're tired of talking about it doesn't make it a reality, less of a reality that we're all living in. And I think it's probably touched every part of everyone's life. Has it had any influence or has had any effect on current projects that you're talking about, whether it's finding commercial real estate or partnering in businesses? How is that affecting this particular approach that you are trying to launch in the cities? Yeah, I think from a high level, you know, finances are even more tight. So now now the unutilization of space for churches has become even more of a problem because unfortunately we can't gather on Sundays and the financial model becomes even more difficult. So if anything, COVID has only accelerated the need to think outside the box to have businesses blessing and supporting church plants uh, in order to make them survive. Um, so if, if on one hand, it's accelerated the need for it. On the other hand, we have, uh, we have been delayed in, in, some, in some instances as we've, you know, tried try to find, trying to find capital, trying to find buildings, but there are many uh, opportunities that present itself. Now we have our first project uh, going right now up in Baltimore with a, a great church partner, Redemption City Church. They were planted about three years ago. Long story short, they're, they have the opportunity to buy this building. It's right in the heart of the neighborhoods that we're, they're trying to reach. This beautiful three-story commercial building. And what they're going to do is they're uh, contracting Redemption Collective to run a coffee shop on the first floor and then a co-working community on floors two and three. So Monday through Saturday, we're running this coffee shop in this co-working space. We're bringing in non-believers into the community, hopefully sharing Christ with them, showing them what gospel hospitality looks like. Now, let me just be clear. These are secular facing businesses, but we're running them with kingdom hospitality, kingdom excellence, kingdom servant leadership, so that we can welcome in as many people as possible. And then we've designed this space intentionally so that on the first floor, that becomes Fellowship Hall and Kids Ministry on Sunday. Second floor, 
that's kind of an open co-working space throughout the week and Sunday that's their sanctuary and then the third floor is offices for both the church and local entrepreneurs so it's been amazing to see God provide the finances that the church and the businesses need to be able to move forward and Lord willing we'll be operational come the end of March so all this has happened in the fall in the midst of COVID and we've seen God uh, open doors. Jake, I want to draw you into the conversation, if I can, for a moment. You know, I think we've been talking about church plants predominantly, and it could be easy to hear what we're talking about and think, ah, this is just a church planting thing. Could this sort of model still be used for maybe a congregation that has been in the city and has seen uh, a lot of things happen and they've not able to keep up with their building that they may have or they've shrunk in size and they've got that additional pressure of finances because that could, could a struggling congregation consider this model? Yeah, Brian, that's a great question. And the answer, the short answer is absolutely. Um, just a bit of context, I think. And, and Dan has hit on this, that COVID has, um, I think you have in, in many ways the haves and the have-nots, even in the church world. Uh, the reality is, if you look at the effect of COVID on churches, there are many churches, particularly in the suburbs and more affluent parts of the city, that are actually doing well in, in, in many ways. I mean, and I'm talking financially, They're even doing, in many ways, better than they were before. But then in other parts of the city, uh, churches are really struggling. Many were struggling even before the pandemic, but this has made it all the worse. And I actually really don't think that we've begun to realize the impact this will actually have on churches. I think there's a significant wave of churches that are struggling and going to be closing coming. And uh, this means that we, as the church a collective need to come alongside these churches and be an encouragement to, to support them. And this includes actually providing financial models that can actually help them not just survive, maybe survive in the short term, but really begin to thrive. Um, and, and so this needs to be, this is a solution. And to, to Dan's point, most of the expense is either related to, to salaries or space. And if businesses can come alongside and provide some of those solutions, we can actually help to establish churches that are really struggling at the moment. Yeah. Now, Dan, obviously coffee is a popular business. It's actually a small miracle that I'm not drinking coffee right now while we're talking. I'm <laughs> drinking water. It's a new year. I'm trying something a little less coffee at this time of day. Um, but is that the only type of business? Certainly it's a popular one. But what are some other ideas you're considering? Yeah, so uh, at Redemption Collective, we've come up with a kind of a 5R philosophy of business. So any business that we launch in partnership with the Gospel Preaching Church, we want it to be firstly relational so that you can form relationships in that space. That kind of necessarily implies R number two, which is recurring. We want that customer to come in multiple times throughout the week so that we can get to know them, we serve them, we can know what their family is like, what things they're struggling with. So uh, relational, recurring, and then reusable, the space needs to make sense from a reusability uh, standpoint. We're not trying to jerry-rig a church service uh, into a a business setting that doesn't make sense, but it actually makes sense from the flow of teardown on Saturday night to set up for the church on Sunday. Next, we want it to be repeatable or replicable so that in the right market context in another part of the city or another city across the U.S., we could take that brand, that business model, and go plant another church. So we want these to be replicable. And lastly, to the extent that we can, we want these businesses to be redemptive so that we can uh, actually employ through the business, employ a struggling single mom or a refugee family or a brother or sister uh, coming out of prison and re-entering back into society. We want to leverage that business for redemptive purposes. 
Uh, but really that relational piece is so key of like, if we can't meet non-believing neighbors through this business, then we're, we're not hitting on our evangelism kind of goals uh, for Redemption Collective. So right now we have coffee and co-working. Uh, we're exploring and would love to eventually have a fitness center, kind of a CrossFit gym concept. We want to have a childcare concept. So childcare plus coffee, your childcare plus co-working. Uh, and then we're exploring some other so- sort of kind of restaurant cafe models as well that we think yeah. could work well. And of course, you can learn out more about this if you uh, want to from redemptioncollective.org. That's redemptivecollection.org. We'll say that collective rather, redemptioncollective.org. I'll say that a few times. So make sure that I get it right and that uh, everyone could write it down. Don't write if you're driving in the car right now. Wait, come back and listen to it on podcast. But, you know, there may be people listening right now who say, man, that's really awesome. I'm a business person and I have a passion for moving the gospel forward through business, because one of the things that we talk about here on this show, as you all know, there is no such thing as a sacred secular divide. Uh, if you are called into business, it is absolutely just as big a calling as you were called in as I am to be a pastor. It's what God Amen. calls you to do. And in that, if there are some people, what, what type of people who may be hearing this, if you're looking for people, for lack of better terms, who are interested in, oh, well, that sounds really interesting. I want to know what type of people would you be looking for who would say, hey, come along and partner with these churches? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I love what you said, Brian, just about, yeah, everybody in the marketplace is an ambassador for Christ. It doesn't matter where he's placed us, but we're all ambassadors. So really right now, we're, I'd love to connect with anybody that's either A, uh, uh, is in the business world and would love to potentially consider what it would look like for them to launch a kingdom-minded redemption collective business in partnership with a church. So you don't necessarily need to be passionate about coffee or co-working or childcare, but you need to have business experience and want to leverage that in such a way where you could run a business uh, that blesses a kingdom-minded church. Uh, and then secondly, you know, would love to connect with uh, those individuals that, uh, that have um, uh, opportunities and they want to invest in kingdom businesses. So we're offering projects that not only generate a return financially, but that also obviously for the most part are, are pushing the gospel forward through this business. And so if you're an investor wanting to steward your, your resources for not just financial stewardship, but also kingdom stewardship would love to connect and talk about the projects we have. Yeah. Now, as we think about, you know, moving into any scenario, whether it's in the midst of a COVID pandemic or whether the economy is going really, really well, there's always this concept when we talk about business, about is it viable? Like, is yep. this work, yep. right? Um, how do you assess whether business model is viable, especially with so much uncertainty that we have right now? Great question. So uh, we, we have our church to market strategy. So let me just walk through that. So first, for, first and foremost, we partner, we form a relationship with the church, we get to know them, we'll make sure we're aligned on the core, uh, the core philosophy of ministry and, you know, theological issues. Then we say, hey, in the neighborhood that you're currently in or desire to plant in, let's assess the market. So we're, we're doing a, a market analysis to determine would a coffee shop actually work? Would a child care center actually work? And if the answer is no, we're not going to move forward with a business concept. So right off the bat, before we launch, we're doing the hard due diligence to make sure that we're confident in the business model moving forward. Then we look for real estate. We raise the investment capital. And then once we launch, I talked about the kind of the Monday through Saturday, Sunday flip concept. But really in that second phase, that market analysis for this project up in Baltimore, you know, as we were doing our analysis, as we were building out our financial model, we, we just had to be all the more conservative with our projections. So as we were going to donors and investors, 
we just had realistic expectations of, hey, 2021 is going to be really hard. And so here's what a typical coffee shop could do. Here's how we're undercutting those projections significantly to protect to protect your investment. And then year two, year three, et cetera. All right. So that that's very helpful, certainly, because like anyone like, hey, well, if we're not utilizing kingdom resources well with a with a building, so to speak, and we're not using that money to do the types of things, if we get in a bad business, it's it's a, a way to that. So that's very helpful to hear about in that way. Now, as these sort of ongoing challenges and that sort of thing that occurred, and you know, certainly COVID has presented it. Have you seen, you know, some impact on opportunities for commercial real estate and those sort of things in the cities as, you know, you hear articles, you hear newscasts talk about as people continue to telework, you're calling in right now in a way differently than we would have pre-COVID. We'd have been in the WAVA studios. I'm calling in from my home. Dennis is calling in from his home. Jake, I think is calling in from his home. If it's not, I really like the bookshelf behind him. The the (laughs) point is uh, things have changed. And so has that presented an opportunity now, maybe that wasn't there before. Yeah, there's definitely a very interesting opportunity. I, you know, I think there's there's debate of, you know, are people going to flee the cities or are people, are cities going to come back strong post-pandemic? And so I, I'd say that is still an ongoing conversation. But here's regardless, the unfortunate reality is that many small businesses uh, and retailers are going to be closing over the next year. And so there's going to be a plethora of retail space plus office space that becomes available. And what once were too expensive markets to enter into, especially for churches, that now will become available. And as we think about having opportunities to plant a church for the long haul, uh, people that have the resources now can take advantage of those uh, interesting real estate opportunities so that yeah. we can, uh, we can you know, plant a church for the, for the long haul. So Jake is, you know, some people get a little, when they have this wrong separation between business and Jesus, secular mm-hmm. and secular, that sort of wrong divide, they, they get a little nervous uh, behind this idea. So uh, talk to people, and maybe this question is better for you, Dan, but either one of you, about how, as we get into these types of partnerships, and you've seen this, how you've <clears> made <throat> sure that the project stays true to this idea of gospel impact, being a redemptive business, being a redemptive church, instead of uh, the gospel taking a back seat to, well, it's more important that I have this many people come in to get coffee or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Brian, I think that's a great uh, question. And I think you actually answered it earlier, even as you've talked about, and you've repeatedly, both as a pastor and even on the show, talk about uh, that divide between the secular and the sacred. And I think the key here is really active discipleship, which is what you're doing, right? It's helping believers understand that it's really not an either or at some level business isn't isn't simply means an end it's not a bait and switch it's actually part of god's plan to bring flourishing and shalom uh, to the kingdom and to cities it's a way to demonstrate how the gospel changes everything i mean jesus said let your light shine before men that they may see your good works of course we speak with our good words but it's also our good works and glorify your father that's in heaven. And so even the way that you run the business, and Dan talks about this, you know, in terms of the fact that it is that it's not just about making money. It really is about the redemption. How do we bring the fullness of the kingdom into these communities to encourage and build flourishing into these communities? Because that's what God wants. That's what the purpose of the kingdom is. And when you disciple people and you consistently teach them to do that, and they begin to live that that reality out. So I think discipleship is really the key to all yeah. of this. And, and gentlemen, I just want to say again, thank you for what I would like to say is not just stopping when it hits a wall for the gospel, 
but finding new and creative ways. In fact, you know, the very idea of missionaries was a new and creative way that Jesus said when he said, go into all the world and all the world includes business. It includes the city. It includes all of those areas because it is, as we say over and over again on the show, uh, it is the gospel and the gospel alone that makes a way. So Dennis, you know, we're going to tell them again, go to www.redemptioncollective.org to find out more. Uh, they can uh, get a hold of Dan there, probably get a hold of Jake as well, right? Amen. Dan and Jake, thank you guys so much. God bless you for being on with us today and thank you guys for sharing some really good stuff. Hey, if you want more information, you've heard it before, you're going to hear it right now again, redemptioncollective.org. That's redemptioncollective.org. You can also go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or if I need to put you in touch with somebody, you can give me a call at the station. 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. That's 703-807-2266. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.